Welcome to Let's Be Real Sports Podcast, presented by Let's Be Real Media. Watch us live on YouTube and Twitter, and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at LBR underscore media. Also, subscribe to us on any podcast platform. What's going on? BLJ here, the best hype man in the NBA. Man, I'm here with Let's Be Real. Tune in. Ah! <laughs> Hello! Been a while. Yeah, yeah. Happy December to y'all. 2024 is literally around the corner. If that, it actually may be pulling up. <laughs> Good to see y'all, fellas. What's up, man? And tomorrow's going to be an ice cold day. Shout out to the brothers. December 4th, you know what I'm saying? Got to wear the rock the hat. That time. Respect, respect. What did I do, Ryan? What's good, Ryan? Ryan? Dog hit the lottery last night, man. I know, right? I'm like trying you. to get like you, bro. Like, you can even even about a whole new laptop. I'm gonna have us all on different laptops and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this ain't even came out yet. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. Look, he can afford a Sunday ticket now. Like, you're like, ah, I mean, What's I got up, it. Man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, season <laughs> almost over. They didn't drop the price anyway. So, hey, I like. I should lay it off with this. I would. I would have bought it then. Hey Ryan, yeah, if you we'll, gotta pull up to Vegas, let me know. That jump <laughs> went from four hundred. That went from four hundred to eighty-seven. I'm like, bro, y'all should have lived with the eighty-seven. I would have had that on my YouTube TV. Which is why you wait to mid-season. No, <laughs> it's towards the end of the season, though. I don't want it now. <laughs> right, it's like right, four weeks left. Yeah, five weeks. Ryan gonna pull oh, up to the, uh, to the end-season tournament in Vegas. That's what I know. Say he can get any better league pass right now. That's why I buy the most expensive version of 2K just for League Pass. It's like I'm paying for League Pass for the year and I get 2K as a consolation prize. So, hey, mm, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Hey, two, he can get some stock into the Dallas Mavericks new ownership group and the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it's like we're trying, we trying to get rich out here man but as always y'all know to support us and other podcasts on the network uh lbr media of course this is the real sports podcast support the other podcast three harder way and the gene support and lbr gaming with trevor him himself at simply trevor lbr on youtube as well as follow us on twix as you know it's twitter or x whichever one you prefer to call it we call it twix over here ig facebook and tiktok at lbr underscore media subscribe and watch on youtube or at Let's Be Real Media. And if you want to listen on regular audio platforms, you can listen to us at Let's Be Real Sports on any audio plas- uh, podcast and platform. But before we get started with our topics, first, listen to a word from our sponsor from SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. When you use our code LBR Media, you will get $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek scores each ticket selection 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting a good deal or a bad deal. Click the link in the description to download the app and remember our code LBR Media for $20 off your first order. Seat Geek, your route to high quality ticket selection. Yes, yes. If you still it ain't too late to go to the NFL game, go on and use that code. <laughs> LBR <laughs> Media to get the money off on your tickets. But without further ado, Man, Entree, we have two of them today. 
First up, we ain't been sitting under a rock. College football playoff. Had a lot of the committee members had had a lot to discuss this morning or <laughs> over these past 24 hours after these championship games. But the final decision they came up with was Michigan number one, Washington number two, which are probably too obvious after Washington won the conference championship Friday and Michigan won on Saturday after being Ohio State last week. Um, sorry, Ty Fifth member Sheedy losing to Michigan for third straight year, but Michigan back in there. Three and four, they had some decisions to make. Got the Alabama upset Georgia. Texas beat Alabama earlier this season. So it was kind of Texas won to be to a championship yesterday. Both them and Alabama had the same record. So three and four was Texas and Alabama with an undefeated Florida State who lost their starting quarterback a couple of weeks ago in Jordan Travis and ACC champions at number five. And Georgia at number six, Ohio State number seven, and so forth and so forth. What are y'all final thoughts about what the committee members came up with? Let's start with the Texas fan himself and two and go down the sky and Trevor. No, no, definitely. I'm going to definitely let y'all have this segment because I do refer to y'all uh, when we do talk about college football. But I definitely remember, you know, three years ago, two, three years ago, when uh, the Longhorns hired Steve Sarkisian, um, I asked you guys about him and, you know, if we were going to be a better team because I'm not going to keep, you know, watching Longhorns. The little football I did watch, I'm not going to watch mediocrity. You know, and, you know, three years later, here we are, top 14, about to compete in the Nat Ford National Championship if we win. So I'm happy. You know, shout out to him. Uh, I do think FSU was, was screwed. Mike Novell did a hell of a job there. And I'm pretty sure y'all going to talk a lot about them. But uh, salute to Longhorn Nation. Let's go win the championship. Yeah, definitely um, excited to see new teams get into the playoff. It's good to see um, teams like, uh, Washington make it. It's good to see teams like Texas make it just because it's been quite some time. Um, I know there's, you know, there's sometimes there's conversation of seeing the same, seeing the same teams in there, right? It's, it's, you know, we always see the Alabamas, the, at one, well, it's in, as of lately, Ohio State, but you typically see the Georgias, the Alabamas. Um, I'm missing on one more of the team, but it's good to see people, it's good to see colleges and programs like Texas and Washington get in. Um, so, you know, I, I do. I definitely do think that um, FSU got screwed. Uh, big Mike Norvell fan. I think we all are from the times the way he was here in Memphis. And I think after seeing kind of him coach and see the relationship that he built with his players at Memphis, I knew that once he left, that he was going to get Florida State up and running. So it's good to see them there. Um, did they get screwed? Uh, real quick, real quick, because I'm I'm kind of privy and like I kind of do like want to know like how do you think and y'all can answer to FSU got screwed. Cause I do see a lot of that going around. Like I definitely want to get in y'all heads about how y'all think they got screwed. Yeah. I think they only got, they, they got screwed in terms of they had an undefeated record. Normally in college football, when you go undefeated, there's a chance for you to win the national championship. There's a chance for you to be called the national championship or national championship team of the country. And when you go undefeated, when you do exactly what you what you're supposed to do, which is line up a schedule and you beat every team on that schedule. And when you don't have an opportunity to play for the Natty, then you get screwed. But the asterisk that comes with that is at the end of the day, NCAA, the NBA, the NFL is all about selling tickets. It's all about viewership. And at the end of the day, where Florida State has probably one of the better defenses in the in the country where they have. Um, an upper rising coach as Mike Norvell and their quarterback gets hurt and they were down to 
their second or third string quarterback at the end of the season, at the end of the day, people just don't want to see that. As much as we complain about that Florida State got screwed, and th- go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, I want to add on to that. So and I saw Ryan, and it's you can't kind of compare Ohio State when they won that championship. I want to say the first college football playoff or second one. Oh, uh, you remember Derek, they went down their third string quarterback, Cardell Jones had to come in and they ended up yep. winning that championship with their third string quarterback. The difference though is Ohio State dominated the B 10 championship 59 nothing. Florida State last two wins were very shaky with the yeah, and that and that's right. And that's exactly what I was going to get to. At the end of the day, I've, as much as it's hard to do, just to your point, Sharky, Florida State was down to their second and third string quarterback the last two or three weeks of the season. And you didn't perform to the level that said you passed the eye test. That's part of it. Like a lot of it is who do you play, when do you play them, where you play that. And then it's my I want my eyes to see who's the best for. Now, granted, Florida State is could can be part of it, and maybe they are the of the better four in the country when you have when they have Travis. I think it's Travis. That's not Travis. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And so when you lose him, and knowing that they want to sell viewerships, they want to get as many people to watch those games, those two games in particular, as much as possible. People are going to at the end of the day watching a, a full, highly, a full healthy Alabama team and Jalen Miro, which is how, considering how he performed the back, the back half of the season, people are going to want to see that versus a team in Florida State. Well, I mean, you beat them, you beat them, but you struggle to beat Louisville, you struggle to beat these other teams, you struggle to beat to beat Florida. People just don't want to see that, right? And so, again, as much as Florida State got screwed, and as much as we want to say they should be a part of it. But when we see Alabama and Michigan get ready to line up or get ready to play each other in less than 30 days, ain't this ain't going to even be a topic of conversation. So that's why I feel like the committee put Alabama there is because they have probably the, the better strength of schedule. But then you beat Georgia, who was pretty much the consensus number one throughout the majority of the year. You beat them on a neutral side. I think they beat Ole Miss. They beat um, Tennessee. They beat a couple other teams, they they beat at least three or four teams in the top 25. So I think all of that encompassed enough for them to say, let's put Alabama at four instead of Florida State. And for those last few reasons that Skylar mentioned is why I'm the outlier of here, and I think that the committee got it right. Uh, Alabama had the better strength of schedule. They had better quality wins. They had beaten Georgia, who hadn't lost a game in, if I'm not mistaken, three years because they were on a 29-game winning streak. Last time Georgia lost was to Alabama in the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the national championship. Um, and it, it really does suck for uh, Florida State. I mean, I, I do felt that they deserved a shot because, to Scott's point, not only did they not go undefeated, they went undefeated in a quote-unquote Power 5 conference, uh, which normally, if you do that in a P5 conference, you at least get some consideration for a national championship. And the reason that a lot of people didn't put them in there, the committee says it was because of how the team looked, which which is in which is true, because they looked a little shaky down the stretch of the closeout the season. Um, and they were definitely going to be looking shaky in the college football playoff. Let's not remember what happened last year, just last season, with TCU and Georgia. Because we had a similar situation last year, and Georgia just completely mopped the field with TCU for the entire game. And Viewers don't want to see that uh, anymore uh, this year. So, um, in my theory, I, I think that 
Alabama got I mean, Alabama deserved to get in. They won the SEC. You don't need an SEC champ out of there. Like, it's just simple. They literally ran through the SEC. They were undefeated in conference play on top of beating Georgia, who was the consensus number one all season. You you just can't ignore that, unfortunately. And, again, it, it, it sucks for Florida State, um, and it sucks for Mike Norvell um, because now their consolation prize, they're going to play a pissed-off Georgia team in the uh, Orange Bowl, and I can tell you right now, it's going to be similar to Georgia TCU um, because Georgia's pissed, and they probably going to mop the floor with Florida State. I- I'm sorry, but, um, yeah, the committee got it right in this one. I wish – this is just more of a reason why the expansion should happen, and they've already said the expansion is not happening anytime soon. Uh, so we're about to get more of this uh, down the line until we finally, finally push for it, just like we push for the college football playoff to get moved up to finally be put in place, we as fans need to start pushing for expansion to keep uh, get it moved up. Go ahead, the, expansion, the expansion happens next year. It goes to 12 teams next year. Oh, it, it's legit. Okay, I yep. thought they were talking yeah. about they weren't talking about expansion. Okay, so mm-hmm. I stand yeah. corrected. So they, uh, but it, I think it was next year that they passed it. But, yeah, it starts next year. It's 12 teams okay. next year. Play less. So yep. we in there. So probably should start a year earlier. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, well, definitely should have started a year earlier, but – Hey, as long as we have it now, then, then we're good. Yep. And this is one of the years where we really hadn't had any year like this, where it's like legit one through seven. You could argue Georgia and Ohio State, including them, and you could argue any of these teams in the top four. And you ain't yeah. you haven't had that this uh, you know, you had like one through you had four and five, maybe six been in discussion, but like legit seven teams that could have been here. We this is like a rarity, and this is last year that we had to worry about this, but my quick thoughts, um, two things can be true. I think Florida State did get screwed because they earned the opportunity because they did They did even play two SEC teams outside ACC play. They beat LSU first game of the season. They beat Florida at Florida. Like, no matter how ugly it was, they beat them, right? But also, we did see TCU Georgia in that championship last year. Florida looked like they was heading on that trajectory of being the TCU to a Michigan or Alabama or whoever else they had to play in the college playoff. Unfortunately, that's how it worked. And when you have humans having to put in two the four best teams, all and my whole thing about this whole argument about the best teams and all that, and you know the Texas versus Alabama argument, how Alabama's got better since then. Texas has got better since that game. Alabama just barely, Alabama probably should have lost the Arbor, right? Would have, could have, should have, but they got very lucky when they oh, got yeah, just, just last, just last week. 100%. So <laughs> we about to act like we got amnesia and this stuff that just happened. But yeah. they touch around be Georgia, right? Uh, so all these different arguments, that's why I don't try to get to all that. Tech, my whole thing was Texas had better have been there if Alabama was in it because they beat Alabama at Alabama this season. Yeah. I don't care how early it was in the season. If yeah. that's the case, schedules don't matter. So they corrected mm-hmm. that and made sure that happened. Luckily, Florida State probably can't screw regardless. If Georgia won yesterday, it would have been Texas versus Florida State. <laughs> Who they chose. Or oh, they made Snoke Ohio State in there. Right, <laughs> right. Either way, it was t- FSU was heading towards this when George Travis got hurt. Man, it just it's unfortunate. Um, unfortunate for Mike Norvell, he left Memphis to go to the Power Five to have a chance to win the national championship, <laughs> and got screwed literally. <laughs> but hey, like Skyler said, with thirty days from now, when we actually see these games, Alabama versus Michigan is going to be probably a much better game than it would have been those four state first versus Michigan. That's the truth. We're gonna forget it. We ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say forget about it, but we're gonna move on from it. And next year it's gonna be 12 teams. And I, I'm sorry, I ain't arguing about 
who is best between 12th and 13th best team. <laughs> no, for real. Like, no, take care of your business during the season, win your conference championship. You should be in that 12. It's just that so it's just as simple as that. Now you know the trolls is gonna be out there. You know the trolls. Oh, I didn't miss the playoffs. Bro, I'm not arguing with anybody that said, "Oh, the fourth best SEC team should be like." Bro, I'm not trying. Nah, bro. Like, nah, bro. This year, take care, take care of business during the season. <laughs> win your conference championship, or at the very least, reach your conference championship if you play one, and you should be all right. Yeah, because I'm a big fan of. I would have rather it go to eight and stay at eight because yeah. I feel like the the college football season isn't as long as extent and extensive as a NFL season when you only got 12, 13 games, that really starts to dilute what's like your schedule, right? Because it I mean you could take a loss two or three and still get in. So I just felt like they should have kept it at eight. There's more drama that comes with eight or maybe nine to ten teams and who should be in versus and you know the ranking of those versus 12, 13, 14, 15 teams. Like I don't care about to your point, like I don't care about the 14th best school in the in the country, unless it's Memphis, right? But <laughs> more because right now it ain't looking that way. Then right now, as a general, as a casual fan of college football, I don't care. <laughs> Which the group of five will have a spot in that 12 team playoff, so mm-hmm. they can't yep. stand this now. Um, Oklahoma is 12. Oklahoma would miss out because they were subbing for Liberty is 23. So Liberty would have been the group of five team. It's number 12. So people would have been arguing next year. Hypothetically, they've been Oklahoma. arguing for Oklahoma over Liberty, and I ain't got time for all of that. <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're right. Say an argument about it about who should make it between old Miss and the Sooners. Yeah, old Miss. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> shoot 13. Like, okay, cool. Like. <laughs> I don't get Jaden. Jaden Dane is probably gonna win the Hasman. All right, well, I guess that's another quick topic. Um, especially with Scott and Trevor. Who should win the Hasman? Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, or uh Mikey Penix? That's I think that'll be the three. Oh sheesh. Oof. I think Jaden Daniels will win it. I honestly think it should be Jaden Daniels as well. I mean, if you I look at his numbers, uh, what he's done during the season, they rival what Joe Burrow did at LSU, even though they do. most of Jaden Daniels' stats, I mean, most of his stats is coming from, the, his total yardage is coming from the ground. Um, but he's done an amazing job of just keeping things afloat at LSU. Um, I, I tip my hat to Bo Nix for his 16th year in college football because Jesus Christ, every time you look up, that man is still playing college football. Yeah, this he got better. <laughs> he did. I will say this: looking at him at Oregon versus when he was at Auburn, Ooh. it is definitely night and day. I will definitely give Bo Nix that. I'll tip my hat to him for that. But um, if I had to pick one, it'll be Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I, I, it should be Jaden Daniels. I just okay, would like. Yeah, I think they're should be a, a really good case for Penix, though. I think as much as I consider stats and how important you are to your team, I think winning is a part of that. Um, I granted, um, as a quarterback, you know, you're not totally responsible for wins and losses, but you have a huge piece of the pie when it comes to that. And so with Jaden Daniels not being anywhere near the top four or five teams in the country, in Michael Penix is, I would want to give him the not for that particular reason. But if we're going to give the Heisman to Joe Burrow when we did based off his numbers, and you look at it to, which, to what Jarvis just said, if you go look at it, if you go look at um, Daniel's numbers, he actually has better numbers than Joe Burrow. So, like, you kind of got to give him to him for that. So, I, I think you go Daniels in that situation. 
Yeah, Joe Burrow broke, broke records. <laughs> so Jane Daniels that was spelled to him. That means he breaking records. <laughs> and to that point, I've seen I, I know three examples off the top of the head. Lamar Jackson won, Hasney, Louisville had three losses. Tim Tebow won Hasney, Florida had three losses. And RG3 won Hasney. And they Baylor had three losses. So if you have three losses, I've seen three quarterbacks win Hasney because they were the best player <laughs> throughout the season. So uh, to your point, when, and when it still matters because LSU still finished ranked uh, with number three, top 13, it ain't like they were sorry. It ain't like they was, you know, four or eight. They still finished like 93. So <laughs> they just won. So you basically, know, they, been, they would have been in the 12 man, the 12 team playoff, right? They actually would have missed out. They know. They low key probably would have put them in there for that reason, though. <laughs> they would have put them in. They actually would have. Uh, I can't wait to next year, bro. That's going to be some fun and stuff. <laughs> Only for the top three teams to have the best chance to actually win. Mm. But on from the not cool at all league to the no fun league. So instead of later in the field, shout out to for his uh, you know, acronym definitions right there. You know, we're getting close to that playoff time, right? Gowdies, Gowdies, mediocre to sorry teams. That's Included Ass all our teams, teams. No, I'm sorry. all our teams on here. I ain't about to mention our names for our good. teams. We gonna good. talk about the good teams, the actual top of echelon teams, top five Super Bowl contender rankings. Who y'all? Who? Where's y'all top five on the team? Y'all think has the best chance at winning the Super Bowl? We can actually do flip side. Start Trevor Scouted then two. All right, top five Super Bowl contenders. Man, this is tough. Uh, not that tough, but it's, it's a little bit of tough. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll just get the number one team out of the way. I think the top is definitely the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, uh, the despite uh their their recent struggles and things of that nature, they still look like the best team in football. Uh, it, it's not much to say about the Eagles. Um, so I definitely have them at number one. Um. Number two would, would probably more than likely be their NFC championship opponent, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I, a lot of people have said, and I'll say it here, Brock Purdy probably has the easiest job in the world uh, with all the weapons that he has around him on top of that defense that just gotten better on the defensive line with them um, acquiring uh, Chase Young via trade. Uh, still have some some questions about their secondary. Uh and it's definitely going to come down between them and Philly to represent the NFC. And if it's in Philly, uh, I definitely have the Philadelphia Eagles back in the Super Bowl. Um, number three on the list, um, you, you can't go against Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm just going to keep it to that. I know they can use uh, another weapon in their uh, wide receiver core, but their defense has been playing a whole lot better as of late. Uh, big shout out to Steve Spagnuolo for that as well. Uh, can't go against Pat there, so I'll definitely have the Chiefs at number three. Uh, at number four, and this is where it really gets tough, but um, at number four, I will definitely go with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is is having yet another solid season. Um, I think if everything broke right for them with them in, winning the AFC North and get some favorable matchups, I could definitely see them representing the AFC. And I think that's a team that can potentially go into Kansas City if it came down to it and beat Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. So I got the Baltimore Ravens at number four. And as much as it pains me to say this, 
my number five team is the Dallas mm. Cowboys. I, 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 Dallas has been playing some 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 great football as of as of late as well. I think the whole deal about Dak Prescott and the whole interception thing has uh, kind of faded to the side. He's looking like a uh, a decent quarterback, a really good quarterback. Uh, I got him on fantasy to show for it. Uh, the defense has been stellar, led by Michael Parsons, um, of course, uh, the Ron Bland, who's looking like the second coming of Dion, or even better than Dion, because he's leading the league in interceptions, and I believe he set the record for most pick sixes on Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, my only thing about them, I don't see them being better than any of the four teams above them, but if things broke right for them, I really think they could represent the NFC, but I just I can't put them above those four. And I'm still not sold on the Dolphins just yet. Uh, I, I can't put I can't put Miami in there just yet. I w- if we were doing a top ten, and I went to number six, then the Dolphins would be right there. But um, yeah, that would be my top five right now: Eagles, 49ers, Chiefs, Ravens, Cowboys. Good five, good five. Um, I know we're supposed to do a power ranking based off of this season, but I'm putting this team at number one just because I've seen glimpses of them perform really well at a high level this season, but then past seasons too, and it's hard to ignore it. So I'm going to put Kansas City at one uh, for that particular reason, but then also their defense is playing top-notch, and that's not getting talked about. We're talking about um, their wide receivers dropping the ball. We always talk about all the Chiefs offense doesn't look as potent as what they're supposed to look like, da 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 But yet, I still almost give it, I feel like almost at any given moment, and granted, they have not shown that on a consistent level this year but i feel like almost any time when you give andy reed pat mahomes two weeks to prepare for you he can score 30 35 damn near 40 at any point so again understanding this is an exercise just for this season i'm putting kansas city at one because of what i've seen them do this past the past heck what three four years but then also because their defense is playing at a much higher level than what it's probably ever been at with Patrick Mahomes led as the quarterback. So I'm putting that one. Um, I'm putting Philly at two just because I feel like Philadelphia is so diverse in how they can win. Um, they can have moments where they look really mediocre and then they can just say, you know what, let's flip the switch and then we can run it up. And I feel like they did that um, against Buffalo. They've done it against Kansas City. Um, I really trust Jalen Hurts at this point. Um, so I'm going to go with Philly at two. Uh, I'm going San Francisco at three, San Francisco at three, just for the simple fact that they are really good at the skill positions. Um, they're really good um, with, at left tackle, of course, with Trent Williams. Uh, the, you got Brandon Ayuk, you got uh, Debo Samuel, uh, you got um, C-Mac running the, running the ball at, um, at running back. And then they are led by a really good forefront, which if you can – what makes – really good teams in NFL is if you can rush for and put everybody else in pass coverage. And I think that's what makes San Francisco so good. And so because, because of that, and I hear you Trevor regarding Brock Purdy and he's only as good as the talent around him. I feel like you can kind of say that for damn near everybody. You can kind of say that for damn near every quarterback in the league, which you can be really, really good as long as your people are there or as long as your people are available. How many quarterbacks, Outside of let's call it Pat Mahomes, 
let's call it maybe Jalen Hurts, which I don't even know if I want to put Jalen Hurts at that level because I haven't seen him do it. How many quarterbacks can, can consistently give you 275 yards a game, 300, and still perform at that high level when you don't have the key players right there available to them? And so he, because low key barely my homes because this yeah. season barely my homes, yeah. <laughs> exactly right so i i think you still got to give brock purdy his due you got to give him the credit to say yeah maybe when debo's not there when Ayuk is there or uh, not there and when troy williams is not healthy he doesn't play well but that's a lot of quarterbacks and i've seen brock Purdy make some throws and i'm like shit like that's that's high level and i'm not sure if i've seen a, a couple other quarterbacks make that so i'll put them at yeah. three um, I will put – I think I will put Baltimore oh – no, I'm, I'm fearful of putting Baltimore there because Mark Andrews is out, and I don't know – Lamar Jackson is a, really good, is a really good talent. I just don't know if – when their defense decides to not show up, I don't know if their offense can carry them. The teams that I'm putting in front of them and even kind of behind them is I've seen these teams not do well here or there on a weekly, on a consistent basis. And then the other, the other portion of the team kind of make up for that. So I think I'll put Cowboys at four and that's stuff for me to say. Um, I'll put Cowboys at four. Um, and then I'll put Miami at five. Uh, I really like Miami's offense. Defense, not so much. They they did get Jalen Ramsey back, but I that's yeah. that's my five. Okay, it's not a bad uh, five. Not bad a five. Actually, we got pretty much the same the same well for three for sure. Uh, so my first one, I thought I was gonna be the only one to have the Chiefs up here uh, at number one. Uh, so salute to you on that one. But any team with a healthy Pat Mahomes and a, a healthy Travis Kelsey, and you talked about that defense, they're averaging what number four in yards allowed per game so we're literally watching the chiefs with the best defense that they've had since patrick mahomes been a chief mm. that's <laughs> they, they gotta be number one for me uh number two of course they got philly no super bowl hangover for them um jalen hurts doing this thing they I, like i said no super bowl hangover uh, people they expected them to fall back but when you got a team and the coaching staff that they do have um they pay they pretty much writing the checks for themselves at this point uh, let me see. Number three, I got San Francisco. Of course, they were probably the best team in the NFC uh, last year. If they would have had a legit quarterback, of course, they probably would have made the Super Bowl. Uh, so Brock Purdy coming in, they got their QB one. Uh, C-Mac's doing his thing. Uh, coaching, doing a hell of a job. Like They legit, I think, are the best team in, in the NFC uh with with philly and it's kind of like they're right there. So I'm really excited to watch this game tonight because they actually tie for points per game. Uh, with each other so winner of this game is going to be you know top three in, in, in points per game so i'm looking forward to this matchup for sure um ravens i got no i got the 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 ravens are number four uh for the simple fact that the irony of you know the traditional run the ball high defense heavy defense the traditional court uh way of winning is being held by lamar jackson they got the number one rushing attack in the game and they got the number two defense in the league by ESPN. So you talk about the ways to win. Of course, you're not, you know, you're missing Mark Andrews, which is a great point. Uh, they're still putting up yards against him, and their way of winning is running the ball. And like Lamar Jackson, you're not going to stop him. So it's just, you know, them finally putting it together. Um, and hopefully you do get some kind of veteran 
Odell Beckham Jr. to step up when he needs to step up when it's time for him to step up. Uh, and number five, I actually got the Detroit Lions. Um, I've been high on them all season. I didn't want to stop on that. Yeah, I gotta have a I gotta have a Detroit team. At least somebody doing what the hell they supposed to do with Detroit. Goddamn Pistons. Um, <laughs> but now they, <laughs> if you look at honestly, we could talk about it outside of of like Kansas City. Like most of these teams are like running offenses anyway. Uh, so the Detroit Lions, who are number two in in in, in yards per game, number three in passing, and top ten defense as well, they can do it all. Like if you look at the Lions team, they really don't have any weaknesses, honestly. Um, and even if you want to go experience, Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's pretty experienced to me. So it, the Lions, shout out to them for putting it all together. Um, if you were to ask me who I trust uh, between them and the Cowboys, that's why I chose the Lions, because what, what's our commandment? Somebody show you who you are. You know, this year 20 for Dak, <laughs> you know, not really, but this year 20 for Dak, he done showed us 19 times what kind of player he is versus Jared Goff, who I rather you know, trust with the ball in his hands. Hey, okay. like that. Oh, Lord. Why Ryan had trouble? You like that? Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Get out of here, bro. Chill, go, bro. Don't spend all your money in one place. Damn. I got a question sure. on there, too. I'm going to let Sharky go. I'm going to let Sharky go uh, before I have my question. Okay. Oh, boy. Y'all y'all made me think some more because I sure had a list out. Um, and my initial list, I put it based on I thought how basically I was thinking about now, like how good the teams are at this current moment. Not thinking like Right now, this team is the best team to meet at this current moment. I originally had the Baltimore Ravens no more because so far to me, of all these teams, they look the most impressive. They have had some games that they blew that's like, how you blew that game? But overall, like, their defense has just been, like, crazy good. And Lamar Jackson hasn't just had crazy stats, but he's been finding ways to win, and that's the key. We haven't seen him, like, win ugly before. It's always, like, you know, Lamar for these great stats to get the playoffs and count then choke, right? Um, but after listening to y'all, just make me think forward thinking like, okay, when we get to the playoffs, what team do I trust the most? I still ain't seen Lamar Jackson do it in the playoffs. So just like that, I drop him. Just like that, the Chiefs have all these receiver problems when it comes down to it. And I know they haven't won Super Bowl back to back years yet. But each time I count against them, they win it. I ain't finna make the mistake. <laughs> so thank y'all for reminding me to not to bet against the Chiefs. Chiefs number one in my Super Bowl ranking <laughs> contenders right now. <laughs> Eagles number two. The reason I had Eagles even not even ahead of the Ravens is because they've been winning, but it's been like all oh, comeback, comeback win, comeback win, comeback win. It's like at some point, even now against them, we're recording while doing the 49ers game. They're down 14-6 at halftime. You know, at some point, that's going to come to fight them, right? It, it, just, it just feels like it is. I'm hoping they can still keep pulling it off. Maybe it's the year for them. But at some point, I feel like that's going to come back to bite them. But – We'll see. They're still a very good team, but it seems like they're playing with fire a little too much. <laughs> Just a little too much. After that, I had the 49ers. Like I said, we're recording during the game. This might be switched after this game. <laughs> the 49ers <laughs> beat them folks. <laughs> Just like that, we might be at the 49ers 2 and 3. So I might should just say that put some asterisks on that. Uh, that just might get flipped because they're playing them in Philly. So you beat them in Philly. I, I got to jump you above Philly. So I mean, but either, either way you look at it, though, not to cut you off, but if one of them were to lose, will that really defer how you feel about each team? Low-key. If they, if they okay. beat Philly at Philly, yeah. Especially the way Philly been playing these last couple weeks, that, that does change my opinion a lot. Um, and I think both teams, you you have two quarterbacks. They, you know, Mahomes has been there done that. You have two quarterbacks. Jay Hurts got the Super Bowl last year. 
I've heard got to the NFC Championship, can they do it again? Right? You you still got question marks on both sides on the quarterback on that end. And I like I really like Jaden Hurts, and I like Brock Purdy as well. So you still got a little question mark there. Four. This is where I placed the Ravens at. I dropped them to four. Once again, like I said earlier, their defense they see their defense look ready. But even looking at defensive rankings now, I'm seeing the Ravens. They're number two behind the Browns. The Cowboys right behind the Ravens. The Chiefs right behind the Cowboys. Four Niners right behind the Chiefs. The Dolphins. One, two, three, four, five, six. Our number six in total yards giving up on defense. Surprising because I and I guess it comes down to when your offense scores that many points, your defense is going to tend to give up points. <laughs> so maybe the defense ain't as bad as we thinking, especially with Jaden Ramsey back. Um, but unfortunately, I don't have the Dolphins. I have the Cowboys at number five. I think, and two has stayed healthy. Shout out to him for that. I haven't seen him play in the playoffs yet. I've seen now Dak. I've seen have Dak choked in the playoffs, sure, but he had he has playoff experience. He's won playoff games, so I'm gonna lean towards the player I've seen in the playoffs with experience over the player that I haven't seen in the playoffs, and that's why I picked the Cowboys at five over the Dolphins and Lions. Right after that, Lions. Jared Goff has made some Super Bowl and stuff, but. Their defense is by far the worst out of those teams. So just like that, I held on number, you know, right outside top five, at, right, right behind the Dolphins, the Dolphins six, Lions seven. But yeah, my top five, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Ravens, Cowboys. That's interesting with the Dolphins. Yeah. Like I was, I was, I was super, super high on them. But if you look at the teams that they actually lost against, which are the only teams with winning records, which are the Chiefs, yep. Eagles, and Bills. So it's like mm-hmm. in high pressure. How clutch are y'all gonna be to win a playoff game? Which is, of course, I couldn't put them in the top five, even though it's. I'm, of course, I wanted to. Tyreek Hill finna win me this fantasy league, so. But you know, fantasy yeah, and Super Bowl, two different things. Yeah, that's yeah Sharky, like, go ahead, uh, Skyler. No, I think what Sharky says is, is a really good point, and I'm not. It's it's not necessarily if the if maybe some of it is the Dolphins playing defense, quote unquote. But then because what Sharky just said, which is a good point, because their offense is so high level. What happens to the other team is the other team becomes one they, they become one dimensional and you have to pass. And when as a defense, I know that, then I can prepare for that. It's 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 easy, it's much easier to play defense when I know you have to pass the ball. When I know you have to pass the ball, I can rush or I can come at you as, as many ways as I can, versus I don't know if it's going to be a pass or run on this next play. When the dolphins can take a 80-yard <laughs> They can take a screen pass 80 yards within a matter of six seconds. Like that, that's hard to defend. And and, and so so I, I really like what Sharky said because when an offense can do that, that just helps your defense that much more. Yeah, uh, I did have a question, but uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna back off because Sharky kind of made my point in, in reference to the Lions about them. Having uh out of the teams that we've named, having the worst defense, and to your point, to what you was talking about as far as the pressure of winning, that's how I feel about the Lions because as of right now, they're the two seed in the in the playoff picture. Which more if they're they're gonna have a home playoff game, and how much pressure is going to be on Detroit having a home playoff game, knowing their history, their playoff history, things of that nature. How much pressure is going to be on Detroit? to actually get that win uh and then who knows who they're they're probably either going to be facing the vikings or someone of that nature um that's towards the bottom of that playoff bracket so um but yeah good five uh everybody yeah 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 also i just peeped something i may have been wrong and this is based on yards per game the line 
the Eagles actually have the worst defense out of these teams we just mentioned in yards. Mm-hmm. Giving up they're in the middle. They middle pack. Oh, they middle like, the pack. Okay. They're like 19. The Detroit Lions are 14, if I'm counting correctly. And Eagles are like okay. 18 to 19. All so. right. But yeah, I, I still think that pressure would be on Detroit to actually get that to get that first win, especially because they're gonna be at home and things of that nature. As of right now, they would get they get the Seahawks right now. I think that's a favorite Ooh, matchup. Yeah. yeah, and they lost. They lost mean, to Seattle, and the they season. lost to the Seahawks early in the season. So that 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 would be some, that'll be some. Yeah, that right early in the season. Yeah, at right. Detroit. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was at, at Detroit. At Detroit. Yeah. I say it'll be some get back. Mm. As in the only negate I say is like this is what you got a Super Bowl um, participant for you know it's for high pressure moments like this but damn you like you didn't lost against the Seahawks at home and that's gonna look like the matchup so it's yeah. good point which it must it must good be point. nice to be an NFC for I mean now nah, nah, I ain't talking I ain't talking to you too specifically but I'm just now nah, just thinking of the record <laughs> kick me while I'm down. I, I really wasn't trying to I was just thinking like compared to the AFC. Like the Seahawks just lost like three in a row, and they're still in the playoffs <laughs> in the NFC, <laughs> right? So the NFC is very top heavy. <laughs> day after day, you know, you might get in the playoffs, maybe you're eight and nine potentially. Like the NFC South Division, dog. <laughs> I saw a stat not to talk about these sorry ass Panthers, but they said mathematically we can still make the playoffs. Y'all That's really disgusting. can. That's what I'm saying. It's disgusting because y'all. Let me see. Oh, the Falcons won today, so you just got team got back to five hundred today. So, <laughs> and trust and believe the Falcons will hold that to the end of the year. I can you can book that. <laughs> they not so, gonna hold that. Like the Rams were like three and like like two and six or two and five. Well, their record was at some point. They only like a game at the playoffs. Like it, you got Crazy. you got a chance over there. AFC is kind of a little more like. Hey, real like, talk. There is a chance y'all could literally win that giant at seven and ten. And to Ryan's point, it, it is a lot of me. Y'all could y'all could literally win the NFC South at seven and ten and somehow um, get, get a home. I got bamboozled. I'm sorry, y'all. It's possible, right, man. It is it's, possible. Shout out to your division, man. Shout out to the NFC South. Losing to the Buccaneers seven to three right now. This <laughs> oh man, but moving forward to our real talk segment, got a couple of cases, uh, real cases, and you know, a couple of different things going on. But we're gonna focus on one thing first off. I did want to say, I guess, to say shout out to Michael Williams in the sense that I mean, if he actually did pull the trigger on the gun and stuff, just learn from it. Um, hopefully, it actually really was self defense. Uh, Penny had your back, so you got a second chance. Actually, take your second chance and run with it, right? Uh, a lot of people don't get second chances. And as a black man, I am sibling to you and hoping that you take the second chance and run with it and have a good career. Um, as a Bond Miller, just hope for the best. Uh, <laughs> this rape charge crazy, but we're gonna focus on Josh Giddy and you know, Scout, you can introduce. Yeah, so what we want to talk about as we, you know, keep it real on this particular podcast is um, we definitely want to talk about the the inconsistency when it comes to um, the attention that athletes get when they get in some form of legal trouble or 
they do something where it leads to you know them not being on the right path. So talking about Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy, of course, has been in recent news um, because it seems as if I don't want to put anything on him that's not come to fruition as of yet, but it seems as if he has relationships with a young lady that is literally that she is young and she seems as if she's underage. And so I want to talk about the lack of awareness or the lack of conversation that has come with that particular situation. But then we talk about and we've seen all the conversation, all the blowback, all the attention that John Morant got uh, when it comes to him and the things that he did. Right. Thinking about what John Morant has done, to my knowledge, John Morant actually has not broken the law. No. He is not. I don't think he's broken the law. No. And so if you think about all, all the names that he's been called, um, all the blowback that he's gotten to get a 25-game suspension uh, for not, again, breaking the law. Now, granted, I'm not absolving John Moran of anything that he's done, and he should definitely um, learn from his situation, and he should become a better person. He should, whatever he has going on within, within himself, get that corrected. But John Moran, to my knowledge, again, has not broken a law, and he's gotten 25-game suspension. But Josh Giddy, who I think we talked about it before this podcast, has only been disciplined by his team, not by the league. Um, actually, I don't remember what the – He hasn't been disciplined. He hasn't been disciplined by the team yeah. yet. Um, he's not been disciplined at all for literally doing something uh, that he should not be doing. Uh, I don't want to speak – too much into if he's breaking a law or not, but he's doing something that's almost as if it's it's against the law. We've it's other people um, in this world that have had relationships with they have been a, they have been of an age, and the person they are having relationships with or relations with has not been of age. So I definitely want to talk about maybe we can start with Tube. Um, but why do you believe there's such a discrepancy in? Um, and the attention that black athletes get versus white athletes get when they are breaking the law, when they're doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. And then we can go from Tuke, Sharky, then Trevor, then me. Hmm. Trying to figure out how I want to answer this, bro. Because it, it seemed like from it, even what Ryan said, make sure y'all use allegedly so you don't get sued. Y'all scared? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, do, are y'all scared? Are, are y'all scared to be pressured by, you know, people that may or may not have it, you know, to, to fight? You know, let's say, for for example, like with job with the whole John Morant situation, and it's two different situations. For one, John Morant did antagonize the league, and this was his second chance to do right. And that's, you know, with the second time he got caught with the gun, which probably won a gun, yeah. you know, that's what he was still antagonizing the NBA. So, of course, Adam Silver had to do something. But when you talk about this girl in this age of social media is what I want people to understand. People saw the photo and instantly in this day and age of Twitter, we can find a girl in a, in a Thanos snap. So how do y'all not know how old or unold <laughs> or young, excuse me, this girl is? Come on, y'all. <laughs> so the fact that he's still able to play is bullshit. The fact that we go through things and they go through things, but we're the ones that always end up looking like the idiots. 
when we can do the exact same thing and people still going like you know it's the it's the old saying that that i've heard for years it's like two two a white guy and a black guy in a car both of them got weed in their pocket which is jail I mean, everybody watching this, everybody listening to this can nine times out of 10 tell you which one is going to go to jail. So I don't know, bro. It's quote unquote systemic. It's non-systemic. It's within us. It's not within us. I honestly don't know what to say, but I will say that Josh Giddy should not be on a basketball court. We They know how old this girl is. Andrew Bogut came out and said, hey, did Josh Giddy, you a nasty dude. I know about you. And anybody trying to make a reference to Andrew Bogut, top australian player to ever come out of australia and josh Giddey making a name for himself andrew bogan knows so we need to listen to the people that know and the fact that we got to look at you know, who is it the crit, uh, criticize of malika andrews help me out child the football player uh that's right my bad my fault Des. the fact that everybody hopping on Des brown for getting on malika andrews for not talking about this situation you should be Y'all scared to get sued for what? Y'all know, bro. Ain't no way in hell we should be talking about it. We don't. We know the girl age. We shouldn't. We should know the girl age by now. NBA, yeah. what are y'all gonna do? And it's looking like they ain't gonna do a goddamn thing, even though they're being investigated. What do you investigate? Is my question. How long this investigation supposed to last? Because it don't take too much to realize, Josh Giddy, you're 21 years old. Did you or did you not have relations with a 16 year old? Simple as that. So either A, they knew about it, or B, they knew about it and don't give a damn. <laughs> Simple as that. Man, Took. You dropped some gems right there. Um, that's but, time, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's simple. I, it's simple, bro. It's just it's, simple. Because even to your point, and I'm thinking like the arguments I've seen is Oklahoma. Or let's say, you know, she could be cat. You know, we don't know. She could be catfishing and stuff. She'd be fake on social media, whatever. But I've seen folks, you know, talking about like, oh, Oklahoma, you can date. The age range is different, right? Well, in the state of Tennessee, carrying guns legal too, and driving rent got spent twenty five games, right? So, <laughs> so it goes back to that point. Like he got a ton of energy that Josh Giddy isn't getting right now. And not, yeah, and Sean, not, not to cut you off, but I'm thinking like we praise in 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 Memphis, we praise Elvis Presley. Niggas don't who, realize that he married we? his wife at fourteen. Who is we? Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speak French now. Who is we? Like, come on, man. It's, 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 it, it's just man, we need the uncle, we need the uncle field trail of right now. We, we. It's like, come on, man. I guess it's it's so common with 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 what happened over there that it ain't a big deal. Right, and you know, like I say, he got countless examples. R. Kelly is in jail now for you know stuff he did. Uh, yeah, but to answer Scott's question, I mean, the answer is of course obvious: white versus black, right? Um, even going back to Deshaun Watson and his everything that went down with him, and just black athletes going to get a lot more attention, right? My whole thing comes to, and took you about to get into that, so I ain't gonna lean all the way into that next question you gonna have with the NBA, but. With the teams, I commend the Grizzlies for when that stuff with John Morant happened. And of course, John Morant's situation goes deeper. You had the fight that happened last summer that he just got speed in the full court. You know, stuff that's still going on, civil case of that, the laser pointed in. He had plenty of incidents led up to that point, in the first incident. And they were on the road. And the Grizzlies said, All right, we send you away. Right. 
your I don't know if they quote unquote technically suspended him, but you sent him away from the team, right? Yeah. The second time got instant, they suspended him. They say, All right, we give you a definite suspension or whatever they did to put up, you know, that put the hold on the white NBA complete the investigation. They do have to do an investigation for the simple fact of you got to really do find out the girl's real age, the legal legalities behind it, all that stuff. Same thing with the job incident in Denver. They had to find out that he carried a gun on the team plane and different things like that. The second incident, I don't know what they best, I guess the best game was their real gun tonight, but you know. It, <laughs> Maybe investigation. I don't know how deep this investigation goes, but I'm I'm putting the the blame and pressure more on Oklahoma City's organization. To me, they should have stepped up and sat him down. It's, that's what the Grizzlies did because John Moran gets his minute until like a week or two later, and technically John Moran could still play after their first gun incident because <laughs> NBA took back. I think he missed six games, and when they gave him that game suspension, they add those six games into it. So Oklahoma City could. That's what, in my opinion, that's what he could have did just to do something to it. Because he might not even get in trouble, right? This might just all get blown away. More than likely, that's how I feel is what's actually going to happen. But I really feel like Oklahoma City should have made a statement and did something. So I put the blame more on them than right now, at least uh, in the interim. But we're going to get to the big discussion about the NBA in a second. Oh, oh okay. Because I, I, I was definitely about to go off. But uh... – as far as the NBA is concerned, because I, I definitely have a conspiracy theory I mean, regards conspiracy theory regarding the NBA on that whole. We that can, whole too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you'll be the first one to answer, but I just want to get y'all thoughts on whether or not, because like the situations with y'all and, and Josh are different, but we, the reason we bring up Ja Moran for everybody listening is because we're from Memphis. We literally saw from day one to day whatever it is now. The situation happening and how the nba allowed the grizzlies to make their decision on their their player and they do the same for every teams but i want to ask y'all should the nba have all the power or how much power should they give to teams because like you said Lito, we're dealing with an actual case right now versus john morant whose legal right is to have a gun a firearm if it was that so it's like what are we doing here it is backwards so yeah. what, what what y'all think, Trip? Um, honestly, truthfully, the NBA should have some power. Like this is something that they definitely have to step in on. But on the flip side, I feel that they're kind of being a little hesitant because if we want to keep it a buck, where everything went down with Ja, who was the next hot young team that everybody was preaching on and everybody was talking about? the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now this situation with Josh Giddy comes out, which is actually an actual case, and now the NBA doesn't want to step in, which they should, because now not only do they have to step in, they now got to backtrack on this whole campaign that they was rolling out for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and guess who they got to go back to? The Memphis Grizzlies, who the NBA already has a problem with from the get-go. Because punishing John, if you want to keep it a buck, punishing John Moran, it wasn't about John Moran. It was more so about the Memphis Grizzlies, if we want to just keep it a buck. And you see how everything is going on with things trying to change at the forum and things of that nature when Memphis is just, just continue to be who they were, who we are, what got us to where we where we got to in the first place. So that John Moran uh, redemption tour finna turn into an NBA apology tour real, real soon. Um, 
So I, I think the they playoffs for it to work though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They got to make the playoffs. Which honestly and truthfully, look at my tweet. It's look at my tweet from the other day. Look at my tweet. I saw your tweet. I'm just saying, like looking out, looking out west, it ain't that far fetched. Because like if you want to keep it a buck, it's different everybody else out west. So it's it's a possibility. Um, but yeah, um, I think the NBA should have some power. I don't think they should be like judge, jury, and executioner, kind of like how the NFL is. Uh, but I think in some point the NBA could have stepped in and issued Josh Giddy a suspension. Like there is no way in hell that with this case going on, Josh Giddy should still be playing games for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now that's something the NBA should have done. They shouldn't have let that to the to to Oklahoma City. That should have just been right out the gate. As soon as the case come out, all right, you're you're suspended until the investigation is concluded. And once your name is clear, then you can return to playing. So to answer your question, they should have some power. I don't think they should be judge, jury, and executioner. But in a situation like this, you got to throw the hammer down. Like you just got to tell OKC, okay, Josh Giddy ain't playing until this investigation is done. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Oh, oh, my bad. I was saying I agree with that. To, and to piggyback on my point, I was trying to get to the NBA because I'm too going to ask that question. But I, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Cause I believe if the Grizzlies didn't do nothing, NBA would already spin a job initially doing their first thing, incident anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I think it should be on the team to hand out and or dish the punishment of said player when X, Y, and Z does happen. Um, but I feel like the reason why there's so much back and forth, the reason why players can feel as if or they feel like they can do whatever they want and not reap any repercussions from it is because there's no laws or not laws but there's nothing written or there's not much written in contracts in the cba in negotiations that says when you do x y and z this is the result that's going to happen from it and so because there's no accountability that's 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 associated with it that's why there's so much black and well, that's why there's so much gray when it comes to these type of situations. I believe the whole reason why, and this is to kind of what, what Trevor said, I believe the reason why Ja got 25 games is not necessarily because of the team that he played for. It's more so because his name was John Morant. John Morant has started to become one of the faces of the NBA. He has started to become one of those. He has started to become a household name. Everybody knew Ja. Everybody had seen Ja on highlight tapes coming out of college. He's putting people on posters. He's grabbing blocks off the backboard. He's literally a highlight reel. He's like he's literally like a highlight guy. And because his name's also not Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy means what to the NBA? You can no offense, but you can find another white guy randomly that can put up a, a few buckets that can average 15, 16 points a game. You can't find too many people like John Morant. And so I feel like because they start to feel as if he was starting to tarnish the brand, and this is NBA and NFL, when they feel as if you're starting to tarnish the brand, look at Washington, uh, when you start to put a bad name or a bad rep on that league, now I got to punish you. If you're dating somebody that's not of age, yeah, that doesn't make my league look bad, but I can I can overcome that, right? But when I constantly see on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, this guy that 
is randomly flashing guns. He ain't maybe showing you that people. People are going to more so remember that for whatever reason, granted, maybe legal or not legal, legal or illegal, they're going to remember that over versus or versus this random white guy who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder who's dating this, this girl that's 15, 16 years old. I really feel like that's what it is. So it's definitely a systemic issue. It's an issue that they have not addressed within the contracts of these players they have not said what you can and cannot do and if you do x y and z then this is what's going to be upheld from you so i feel like they definitely got to get to a point where they say these are things that if you do this then x player you're going to get 15 games 10 games whatever the case may be but we're seeing way too many cases with domestic violence with you know, players dating un underage girls and not seeing any benefit or any repercussions that come from that versus the, the guy the the guy with a gun and in their Instagram video him getting 25 games. They've got to be able to determine what's 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 right and what's not right for the league and then be able to dish out punishment from there. Man, Lito, that was <laughs> like Ryan said, right? Yeah, I make great points. That was hey, I love that one. That was that on, yeah, that was great. That was some good stuff, man. Yeah, great, great dialogue right there. Um, I got, I do got one more quick thing, real quick. Should it yeah. matter if? Well, I'm trying to let me think of this real quick. Should it matter if he got caught while in the relationship, or this is something that happened and they finally got wind of? Y'all get the question? Like, should should it matter? Because if this was something, let's say, let's say this was something that, that was currently happening, and now they posted videos and niggas just found it out and asked about it. Should it matter there versus it happened a year ago and now videos and things are resurfacing? Well, I, I let me go back and like I said, all the and that's the other thing, all these instances are different, right? We this is something we never seen before. The stuff with Java, something you never seen before, right? Each thing is different. Ray Rice uh video of him hitting his wife or that was fiance it was his fiance at the time that just stuff happened that was an old video from like a year or two ago three uh that was a while back like and you saw he never played another game in the field <laughs> so yeah i think you should judge it the same way i saw it in a black man right right i just saw i saw it happen with him so i've leaned towards yes yeah no same yes to exactly what shark just said regardless if you did it six months ago or if you did it six days ago or six hours ago the fact that you did it um i feel like does not give any absolve from what you did i feel like at the end of the day if you broke a law just as we are held accountable for that whether we did something six months ago or six hours ago if we broke the law you broke the law it shouldn't say it shouldn't be uh, uh the facto of well you know took only did it a year ago and we're just not finding out about it so because he's not in their relationship with that girl anymore then it doesn't matter like no bro like if you did it yeah. you did it that's 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 how i feel about it and we've got i mean i get it bro it's 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 different when it's scholar breaking a law versus john morant breaking a law it's it's different when trevor you know when trevor's breaking a law versus josh Giddy's breaking a law like we hold people to different standards but I feel like we as a society can get to, I feel like we should get to a place where we hold everybody the same. We should, we hold everybody accountable the same across the board. And until we do that, we'll have instances like this where you say, yeah, it's John Moran. He, he flashing gun. He, I'm giving 25 games, but because it's Josh Giddy who plays for the Thunder in a random ass city in the country, then regardless, you know, based off what he did, it's, it's irrelevant. Like that, that's not fair. 
it's really not fair at all. But there's no fairness in America in a way, so then that's irrelevant too. The, uh, we, we hold athletes and people in pop culture to a higher standard than we do on elective officials, but that's that's a whole different tangent that I'm not going to go down. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's a whole other ballpark. But, yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> great dialogue, fellas. Um, real quick before we end out, anybody got it? Would you rather your board throwing out anything? I actually do. Yeah, let's get some positivity here. Let's go to <laughs> speaking of positivity. Y'all see my name, KD for MVP. So, me and my, my, my brother Yoski, shout out to Yoski, was talking basketball yesterday, and I just happened to look at Kevin Durant's numbers, right? My guy is averaging 31 points a game, 49% field goal. I'm sorry, 49% from three. He's hitting almost half his threes, y'all. But I do say that to say this. So let's say, um, Lito, of course, you got a daughter. We all have, we, in the future, we all have sons. You want them to watch a particular basketball player and help them and hone their skills. You know, I'm going to go with this. Would you rather them watch a video of Kevin Durant or a video of LeBron James? I will answer first because uh, I was watching Gil- Gilbert Arena's podcast as well brought it to me. And he broke down the levels of scoring there, right? There, you know, the three level scores, I say it's five with Gilbert Arena's because you got those three, the, the inside, mid-range, and a three-pointer. But you also got post game, which is a whole nother mindset, and you got isolation period. So five levels of play. When you talk about those five levels of scoring, Kevin Durant to me is at least a nine of them in everything. When you talk about LeBron, let's talk about it. And if you want to add free throws, there's six levels of scoring. Man, so if, I, if, I, if I got to stop, stop it, stop it, it is three levels of scoring. It is no, inside, not. mid range, <laughs> outside. Because you can call, you can they call the isolation from any one of those parts of the floor. Come on now, it is on they three levels. Of I mean, let, let, who, who, who your son watching then? My son is watching neither, actually. So <laughs> wait, we got two. They got two. Come on now. That was a simple question. I have the power of YouTube at my disposal. There's a lot of old school clips from the 2000s that I can put 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 my uh, sure. son on. I can put Mike on. I can put, and, on. And, and, I can put Tracy on. <laughs> I can put I can put Mellow on. Like I'm, I'm just gonna keep it honest. Like now, if my son just so magically uh, grow to seven feet and he decides he wants to be a seven foot two guard like Kevin Durant, then yes, I'll put KD on. Um, but if I, I I have better choices before those two, uh, I'm I'm just gonna go neither. <laughs> sure, I'm going to, for the <laughs> sake of the question, I'm going to show my son or daughter <laughs> clips of LeBron James. My goodness gracious, I can't believe we're sitting here doing this. I understand Kevin Durant's greatness, and I understand that he can score. 18 different areas of the court based on what Tuke just said, even though there's only like three. Um, but what I appreciate about LeBron James for most of his career is a, his ability to know where everything is and where everybody should be on the floor. And uh, granted, I understand that Kevin Durant can score 
in, in every you know in every facet of the game. And I honestly believe that Kevin Durant can probably average 40 if he wanted to, but because he does not shoot the ball a little bit more than I would like for him to be, he for he does not shoot the ball at the rate that I would like him to do. He's averaging 30, 30, 30, 33, which is great, which is actually really good. But LeBron has a different level of understanding for the game that I'm not sure if many people that has come across the league has. And so if I want my son or daughter to really understand the game, to also, again, be able to score at most of the levels, but then also know how to rebound, know how to get players involved, and things like that, I would rather them show. I would rather show tape of LeBron James. Jackie, sorry, sorry, sorry to get off topic real quick, but this uh, Eagles Fortnite's game getting real spicy over here. But these folks do not like each other, bro. Bro, so okay, I'm, we, we I know what I'm doing once we're done here. I'm tuning in. Oh boy, this show is getting spicy. Uh, but yeah, my wife I, out here going crazy. I <laughs> can't <laughs> real spicy, bro. But I'm gonna say, Hadley, uh, KD. If I because what Ryan just said, I'm not gonna show my son highlights of LeBron James bulldoze people like Derek Henry. <laughs> you can't teach what LeBron could do. I'm sorry, and LeBron nah, has a great yeah, he, he has good medics, yeah, he has a good basketball IQ. KD, you can't teach seven feet, but you can teach their skills, the skills they can do. And even, even as a shorter person, like you can teach those skills, uh, at least some of them. Probably not the if you're six feet, you can't teach the post, you could post smaller people shorter than you, but you yeah. can be posting. You know, six foot five, do you six feet now? But you you got to be a chance to teach your son those skills than LeBron. But LeBron, and go back to Scout's point, LeBron is there's no slight against LeBron. He is, a, yeah. you know, he won the top, not you, you he's probably one of the crazy. top basketball minds. Yeah, that you can ever played the game. So that, like, if you want to learn from somebody, yeah, but mm-hmm. sports like watching, that that's all genetics, man. Plus, we it. it I'm sorry, there's just too much, too much. You got better options at the disposal. And I ain't even mentioned Kobe, the late Kobe Bryant. Like, that's another person you could definitely put uh, on. If I wanted to bring up Kobe, I'd say Kobe, but it was just either or. God dang, I could have brought up Mike. I could have brought up Dr. J. I could have brought up I okay. We, we're not gonna go all the way back. Now. Do a I, 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 I think from the, I think we can go from the 90s on. I could have brought up John Stockton, how to rip a nigga since he averaging the mud, got the most steals in NBA history. Any harder way, Grant Hill. Yeah. Like, oh, Scott Clayton looking at could have brought could have shown videos of Scott Clayton. I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I how am nah, I trolling? Nah, it's gotta see it himself, bro. Nah. <laughs> oh, that was. Uh, real quick, I don't know. Should this really be what you rather? But Ryan asked, "What you rather, Prime Cam do or Prime Taylor Hurts?" Should we just wait Ooh, until Taylor Hurts' career is over? That's a good one. That's a good one. Damn. Let me let me see a couple more years of Jalen. I need a couple more years of Jalen Hurts, though. I I, I, I I don't. Let me wait on that one. Right now, yeah, you, I, right, right now it's very moment be Cam because I see him win the MVP. So you give but. Cam Newton half the weapons Jalen Hurts has had his career. Cam Newton is in a different category. That's yeah. a good point. Right. Yeah. That I do agree with 100 percent I don't care. I feel like I was, I feel like I was scrolling through Twitter. This may have been like two or three days ago. And it was I swear it may have was like a two-minute clip of Cam Newton throwing passes, and they were all drops. From like when he was at Carolina, and I was like, hey, going to God damn. Throw it in the tag, Brown. 
I know the clip Scott was talking about. These were all straight to Ted Gann Jr. And they were nothing but drops. <laughs> like, like, I, I, know, I, drops. Head, I was like, golly. And that was our best one on cover receiver our Super Bowl year. Like, come on. I went to the game. I think I'm going to which I which I said Cam Newton's an MVP. Jaden Hurst got an MVP. Now granted, he could potentially win this year. Um, but I saw Cam Newton winning the MVP and took brought up a good point. Like the talent that Jalen Hurts has and Boy. the coaching that comes with that, you I give that you. to Cam Newton. How many times does, does I mean at that point, yeah. Cam probably got a Super Bowl. He won the best Super Bowl of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, for me, yeah, it's, it's it's Cam Newton for me. I, I gotta see yeah. more from Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. That was fun, man. Good time. First time out. Out here in a while. Um, of course, the end of the year is coming up. I let y'all know how uh, the schedule go the rest of the year. You know, it's, it's winding down. But it's always y'all know, support us, Let's Be Real Sports, and the other podcasts on the Let's Be Real Media Network, Three the Hardaway Podcast. No, they've been on hiatus a little bit with Savage and the Baby and Sheedy being out. Uh, salute to those guys. And uh, hopefully everything. We won the Hardaway in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, got to, gonna be like jeans support part two over there Man, <laughs> shout out to jeans <laughs> shout out to jeans over there um lpr gaming trevor simply uh trevor lpr on youtube as well you know you can follow us on twix uh tiktok ig facebook as i was still trying to get some clips out i might try and do like a graphic of our super bowl contender picks uh kind of what savage used to do for us about a couple years ago and might have that and we just like keep tabs on it the rest of the year of course information would change <laughs> Um, as always, but um, subscribe and watch on YouTube at Let's Be Real Media. Uh, subscribe if you ready, prefer to listen to us on audio, Spotify, Apple, anywhere. Let's Be Real Sports. Also, support us. Uh, sign up for our sponsor at SeatGeek. Uh, get you some money off some tickets, uh, concerts, games, anything you want by using the code LBR Media checkouts. Uh, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter. I am more active on Instagram now, so Twitter or IG at Dwayne D-A-O-N-E underscore P Shark. It's still at underscore Scalita on X or whatever y'all like to call it. Yeah, I'm at the Art of Trevor on Twix. Still of is a preposition, so you know what not to do with it, but you know what is Friday after next is a Christmas movie. Um, so happy holidays. Get your uh Jack Daniels winter jack if you if you partake in that. Happy holidays, fellas. Friday after next is one of the best Christmas movies. We've we been the best in front of that. I ain't trying to hear nothing else. At Tab Shakir, appreciate y'all. KD for MVP. And no means no. Stay away from these youngins. If she say no, you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and I even if they're youngins. Even if you're, yeah, you're that's, 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 that's period. <laughs> Not for real, sir. <laughs> she it. says no, regardless of I'm age. The answer is no. Thanks. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I wish I had that, that audio clip from uh from side talk on YouTube. San Francisco bro. going crazy, bro. I know. And follow our fifth member, she did. It's really she did. Until next time. Man. Peace. <laughs>